Thank you, Lord God. Amen. Thank you all tonight. We're going to jump right in tonight. And uh, thank you for being here. And if you're online, we thank God for you for tuning in. Tonight, we're going to continue on our series in our subject core. And we've been teaching on going deep, 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 deep. And I, uh, I really have been feeling the leading to help believers understand how to go beyond the average lineage of, of ministry. It, it's time to go deeper. How many of you know that we're called to cast out devils? How many of you know that we're called to heal the sick and raise the dead? How many of you know we are called to uh, uh, recover sight and we, we're, here, we're called to uh, 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 um, uh, heal the brokenhearted? So, so we're, we're, we're more than a, a talking church. We're supposed to be a manifesting church. Amen. And, and I think we've gotten so comfortable with talking that we haven't learned to come into manifestation. And so I, I want to help us to understand levels of manifestation and levels of healing and deliverance. Because without deliverance, there is no destiny. You can be saved and not delivered. I'm going to say that again. You can be saved and not delivered. But without deliverance, there's no real expression of destiny that God wanted you to enter into. Are y'all catching that? Because deliverance comes by way of you expelling and expounding and going deeper into understanding God. The Bible says that, that God is deep. God, his thoughts are deep. Okay. So the expressions of God is deep. The spirit searches even the deep things of God, which means for you to know God, you got to go deep. Which means you got to allow him to go deep. Which means if the sword don't cut certain areas of yourself, <laughs> you're actually hindering the level of self that can be exposed to that level of God. And then in that expression and in that mode of God that you should be walking in. So you got to realize that in every area of your life, there is a cost. You know, th there's so much that I want to enter into, but I, I, I got to be careful. I'm so ready for next week. I haven't even started today yet. <laughs> there's a cost that you have to understand. So tonight I want to continue on. Um, we're going to continue on discerning dwellings, discerning dwellings. I want you to go start with me from Mark 5, Mark 5, Mark 5, 1 through 5, Mark 5, 1 through 5. And, and we're going to go into discerning dwellings. And I really want you to pay attention tonight. And I have a lot of things. So I want you to wake up your spirit and get ready because we're going to just dive in tonight. Amen. Can somebody read verse five? Actually, you know what? Because of online sake, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it since I got the, a mic. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of Gadonis. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. A man with a what? Unclean spirit. Okay. Who had his dwellings amongst the tombs. 
and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. Father, help me tonight in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to understand something. In verse 3, he's saying this is a man who is dwelling among the tombs. Now, what is on a tombstone? What is written on a tombstone? Someone's life, their beginning date and their what? Ending date. Okay. So, so a tombstone represents a beginning and the end. Okay. Which means if there's an end, he's dwelling amongst dead things. I want y'all to catch this, okay? A tombstone, it has a beginning and a, what? End date, which means it's already ended. So he's dwelling amongst dead things. Anytime when you're dealing with the adversary, you're always dealing with dead things. Anytime you're dealing with the adversary, you're always dealing with what? Dead things, okay? But they only come as alive as you dwell amongst them. The Bible says the adversary is the, the, the he's the accuser of the brethren. Now he only can ex accuse what what's been dead, according to Christ. Least you haven't allowed it to die. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So you have to make sure that you understand. Number one, these are dead things that we're dealing with. These are, are, are things that are done with. How many of you know that adversary, I, I keep saying this and I want believers to understand. Before you can even talk about deliverance, you got to understand that, that God is not in the same realm. He's not fighting the devil. He's not in the same, you know, sometimes we talk. We act like God is fighting the devil. The Bible said God has already overcame them. In fact, they're not even the same class. The devil is actually not that big. In fact, the Bible says in that last days when we, when we make it there, we're going to look at this adversary. There's a scripture that said we're going to look at him and say, is that the one that's been deceiving us? Is this the one? What, what he's saying is you've been allowing something that's not even... As big as you make it to be. You get what I'm saying? So never, never, never put God in the same class as the adversary. It's, it's not even so. Are y'all catching me? God has already overcome this thing. God knocked this thing out. He's already finished it. And he, listen, he's not worried about what the devil is doing. We're only as worried as we haven't known him. Because it's only in him that we perceive that it's finished. Which means the, the finished work can't be perceived outside of his work. Which means as much as you understand the finished work is what you're going to understand you're, you're overcoming. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Which means you cannot overcome what you haven't known you're finished. All right, let me move on. Hallelujah. Anyhow. So I want you to understand... That, 
he's dealing and dwelling amongst dead things. Okay. Now, we, we are built to reinforce what we see, hear, and experience and feel. All right. We are built to reinforce what we see, hear, and experience and feel, which means when things happen in our life, a lot of times we'll take those things in. We'll uh, 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 reinforce those things within us. And if there's not a life to overcome that or suppress that, we actually build formations, modalities around that thing. Okay. So, for example, when trauma comes, when issues come, when offenses come, when things come, they come in. All right. As a man think it, so he become. Okay. So they come to the mind. And if you don't stop it from the mind, it goes to the heart. Okay. For the issues of the, uh, the, the heart regulates your life. The, uh, the issues of your life is coming from your heart. So you got to realize what, what's coming in. Identify what's coming in. Are y'all catching this? So there are things that we live from that we reinforce that are really dead. But you can't overcome it without something new. Okay. This is why, watch it, 2 Corinthians 10.35. 2 Corinthians 10.35. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to what? The flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not cornered, but mighty through God for pulling down strongholds. Okay? They're mighty where? In God. For pulling down strongholds, which means you can only pull down a stronghold where you know you're in God. You got it. Casting down what? Arguments and every high thing that exalt itself against what? The knowledge of God. Now, don't, don't say, oh, I know he's going. No, no, you don't understand. You can't cast down what exalts without the knowledge that overrides the knowledge that you're into. Now, remember, there is no voice without significance. We learned that Sunday, which means the significance of the voice that got you in the. <laughs> that, that, that's arguing. You are going to get something that's significant. That's getting you into a place and a position, watch me, and a reinforcement of where you are. That's what you're arguing. That's what that's what you got got you there. Yeah. And so until you come into the knowledge of God, you can't cast it down. Are y'all catching this? So you have to come into the revealing of God, the knowledge of God to manifest God. Are y'all catching this? I, I, you know, what? there's so much in it, and I'm, I'm going to be careful because I want to go in order here. So I don't get, get you off. One of the uh, there's so many misconceptions in the body uh, in, in church that I, I listen, it'll take probably a week to dispel a lot of them. OK, one of the things how many of y'all heard? How many of y'all know we do have all of God? But how many of you know that you can't manifest all of it until there, there, there's some prerequisite? OK, which means you can be you'll be a miserable Christian if you never learn out those prerequisites. And we act like the Bible didn't didn't have prerequisites. Jesus paid a price, which means it was a, it's a great cost for you. 
I keep going there. I'm, I'm not ready there yet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not there yet. So what I want you to understand, you, you can't fight back until you have something to fight back with. Okay? Whatever is in your life, whatever is overcoming you right now, it's only overcoming you because you don't have nothing to fight back with. And so you got to learn, what, is, what am I fighting and what, what am I not understanding with all thy getting it what? Understanding. So don't mean, just because you're getting don't mean you understand it. Now, sometime, like we talked about Sunday, God have to prepare your ear to go on to understand. Because sometimes I, I want to hear, but I'm not ready to understand. Because the cost is too great. I'm going to say that again. Because the cost is too great for me to come into that level of understanding. <laughs> Are y'all catching this? Mm. The cost is too great for that understanding. You see, you you know, let me sit down. I, I hope the camera can catch me. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sit down. I, I want to make sure that, that, that I stay up. There are certain things that without the cost, you can't enter into. Okay? Which means if you can't pay the price. I feel like a rhyming. You can't pay the price, you won't eat the rice. There are certain things that, that, that has a cost to it. And we're going to understand what that means. I'm not going to go too deep there because I want to st set up a, a prerequisite first. But, but you got to understand, these are the things that church folk have to understand because we've masqueraded grace, we've masqueraded faith, and we got to understand what these things mean in context of what it means. Amen? So the Bible tells us, listen, uh, if, if anyone be in Christ, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, I've done uh, become a new, uh, uh, all things are becoming new. Now, I want you to understand, you can't enter into the new where you don't know. So we always flirt with the old because we don't know the new. All right, let me, let me, let me get out of that. I I'm, I'm just want you to understand that because be before we go forward, you got to understand that cannot be an suppression or an overcoming where there is not something stronger than what you have. I'm going to say that again. You cannot overcome without something stronger than what you're dealing with. So many of us don't enhance our knowledge of God, but we do the, the operations around that. And we don't understand why things are not overcoming. So we got to understand what God is looking for, for to give us the power or to to reveal or revenge the power within us to overcome that are y'all catching this we are more law we, we we deal with more law than we think we do we still in law and we don't think we are are y'all catching this all right so i want you to understand 
There's a man dwelling amongst the tombs, okay? So when you're dealing with spirit, because we're talking about spirits. We're, we're, number one, we've been talking about how to deliver ourselves, and we're talking about deliverance to others, all right? We're in the realm of deliverance. So I want you to understand, in the realm of deliverance, number one, this man is dealing with something. Now, the Bible says Jesus got off the boat, and now, verse five, Mark 5, go to Mark 5, 6 through 7. Mark 5, 6 through 7. Watch this. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and what? He worshipped him. He did what? He ran and what? So a demonized man ran and worshipped Jesus. Which means just because you save and you worship Jesus don't mean you might not be dealing with some stuff. Are y'all catching this? You can be dealing with stuff and still in a posture of worship. Which means, watch this. See, uh, let, let me finish. And he cried out with a loud voice saying, what do I have to do with you, Jesus, the son of the most high God? I implore you by God, do not torment me. Now, I want you to understand something. Adversaries and demonic forces do not like to be tormented. They don't like to be messed with. That's why a lot of times when you hear people say, Leave me alone. Don't mess with. All right, let, let's go a little deeper here. See, the problem with many of us is, let's start with this. Most of us get talked out of the deliverance that we're supposed to be bringing to others. We get what? Talked out of it. Which means they start, they start worshiping a form of you. And because you're low on affirmation, you allow them to talk you out of their deliverance. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we're ready tonight. I might have to cut this short. <laughs> Most of us are so in need of affirmation. They can be somebody demonized, but because they come and say, oh, you're a good brother. Oh, oh, you brother so-and-so. Oh, you, you know, you this, that, that, that. We go internal with that. And we forget to discern what we're dealing with. And a lot of it is, is cover up because they don't want you to see them. He ran and worshiped Jesus. It might have been pure, it might have not, but he, listen, demonic forces don't, they want to cover up. But they'll know your license based on what they get away with. They'll know what you got based on what they allowed to get away with. So our problem is we don't have observation and discernment. Because we remember church folk think because people know scripture. Church folk think because people worship. Church folk think because people go to church that there is nothing wrong with them. They're deep, they're full, and it's a lie. So there is, watch this, there's, there cannot be nothing out working that's outside of you that didn't start within you. How you deep and you cursing? How you full, but you, you act? Are y'all catching this? So I'm, I'm going to give you two things. Number one, obvious affliction. For you to deal with demonic forces or you're dealing with affliction, you got to understand what is obvious affliction. Let, let's talk about some obvious afflictions. What does obvious affliction look like? Okay. 
Number one, obvious afflictions, you can see it through people's speech. All right? Obvious afflictions, you can see it through their what? Their speech. They're, a lot of times, it, it, they're, they're, they are not confident. Okay? It could be a lack of confidence in how they're talking. They're, you can tell there's no real confidence in themselves. Okay? There's a lack of, of, of boldness. There's a lack of, it's just kind of slurred. They're kind of down down-spirited, okay? Uh, they got a bad mouth. These are obvious afflictions. How many of y'all know believers can't even get the obvious ones right? <laughs> we, we can't even discern the obvious afflictions. They got bad mouths. But we don't perceive that as an affliction. They talking about Jesus one moment, they talking about somebody the next moment. Talking about God one moment, they cursing the next moment. Talking about it and fussing the next moment. So these are obvious what? Afflictions. So they got a bad mouth. They always talking, always doing, you understand what I'm saying? Always rat, ratting out the mouth. Okay? Uh, they can be loud. They can have a loud mouth. Always opening their mouth. Okay? Um, they're contradictory. They're always contradicting themselves. Okay? Have you ever met people always contradicting themselves? You say one thing, but you contradict yourself. All right? These are obvious what? Afflictions. They lie a lot. They lie a lot. All right? So these are obvious afflictions. These are just a couple of them. There's a lot more. Can y'all think about a couple of more? That might be obvious afflictions. Of course, things that you see, um, sicknesses. Diseases, things that are obvious. Is there any other obvious afflictions? Connie, yep, 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 Connie, yep, yep, that's good. Number two, it's movement. It's their movement, all right? Write this down. Number one is speech. Number two, you can. these are obvious afflictions that you should be able to detect, obviously. Movement, all right? People, y'all, listen, these things we're supposed to know. They can withdraw, they withdraw easily from people. <laughs> Tell you what, let, let's go to our own life. How many of you, when you do something or you go through something, you come to church, you don't want to be around? Ah, so you have an affliction of fellowship. You don't want to fellowship. Are y'all catching this? So when you see a lack of fellowship, you know there's an affliction. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yes, sir. And I'm just giving how it looks. But yeah, absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Withdraw from others. They're not open. You ever seen people that's not open? You went to give them a hug, a high five. It's it's not saying that you gotta you you gotta guard yourself. But sometimes people are overly guarded. They're over spiritual or they are they are just guarded. And a lot of times people don't realize that's actually an affliction. They don't know it's an affliction, but it's actually an affliction. They saw something happen in their household. They saw something happen years ago and they don't realize they're guarded, not because they just are protecting their heart. They're guarded because of the pain that's been in their life. So these are these are obvious afflictions when people are guarded. You're trying to show them love. They don't receive it. 
They can't, they barely can hold you, shake your hand. They don't, you know, they, they don't, they, they're kind of withdraw off. Okay. Obvious affliction. Sometimes obvious affliction could be people are too open, too touchy-feely. They might be dealing with some something that you you get you really got to be careful of. You got what I'm saying? They're too open, too touchy-feely. They, they, they gotta watch their hands. They gotta watch their eyes. Ah, uh, see, see, they, every everybody that walk, they, you get what I'm saying? Everything is fine. Every, so their their eyes, these are obvious. What? How many believers we don't even detect? We're not even looking spiritual. You know what that that's proof of? We're still self. We're in self autonomy. All right, let, let's continue. Are y'all catching this? Um. Oh, this is a big one. Don't don't get offline on this one. People walk away easy. They walk away quickly. They, they can't deal with altercation nor just an honest conversation. They walk away all the time. These are obvious what? Afflictions. They walk away quickly, which means they don't want to deal with it. Are y'all catching this? People who don't want to address the affliction, they walk away quickly. You have, a, you have a, yourself or somebody, you say, you know, I ain't, I ain't dealing with that. Okay, so what kept you from what? Dealing with it. Now, I'm not saying somebody just going off the rails and, and trying to get you down some. I'm saying somebody want to have an honest conversation or something, and you have been triggered to walk off because you don't want to. Deal with it. How many know how many Christians walk off talking about I'm deep in God, but they walk off with their affliction? If you're so deep, why you can't manifest that upon that people that's trying to talk to you? Uh-oh, see, I'm going to get in trouble tonight. I, I know how this is going to go. See, we might have to pray again because these the, the mental assa assassins might catch our minds. What are you hiding for or from? Who are you protecting? Ah. You're catching me. Who are you protecting? You got to walk off. Why? Because you got to protect something. So you got to realize that th th these are movements. They, they walk away easy. These are a couple of them, okay? These are easy things to what? Identify, all right? Uh, number three, attitude. Attitude. There should be a ease. These are easy. What I call it? Obvious what? Afflictions. Their attitude is always flippy. <laughs> they quick triggered. Quickly offended. Watch this. Or quickly defensive. Because it's not the only being offensive. But if you quickly defensive, it's showing that, watch this, you have a protective mechanism that's in you that you feel like somebody is always against you or after you. Are y'all catching this? So, so obvious afflictions, attitude. It's, listen, you easily trigger, 
you're, you're easily offended or defensive, which means you're always kicking back or you're saying something nobody even said. Or you're defending something that wasn't even said. Somebody say obvious? Affliction. Now, that should be obvious, but to, I think to most Christians, those are deep ones. Those should be obvious if you're walking by the Spirit. Now, if that's blatant discernment, <laughs> if that's lightweight discernment, my God, how much more are we going to have to understand to get to deeper discernment? Are y'all catching this? But the, before you can discern somebody else, are, are these in you? Have you dealt with this in you? Are y'all catching this? Have I dealt with my offenses? Have I dealt with my defensiveness? Trying to protect myself. Why are you protecting yourself? Have God not protected you? Have God not comforted you? Are y'all catching this? So it doesn't mean, listen, we're in the class. It doesn't mean that I might not need encouragement from my brother one day. It doesn't mean that I might not be uplifting from my, my, my sister one day. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? I'm talking about something that is a reinforcement in you. Something that's a continuation in you. Something that's a yoke to you. Okay? There are many believers. You'll say something, you got to be careful. You got to walk around what you say just in case they don't want to get offended. That's a problem. That's an obvious affliction. Uh, let me let me watch this with so-and-so. I, I don't want to say it the wrong way. Why do you got to watch yourself around them? Which means, watch this, watch this, watch this. They have become a force multiplier where you can't even be yourself in front of them. So now they have become a control to you and you don't need, I, I, I want to go somewhere. You don't realize the negative controls in your life. Which means they, they even restrict your freedom. Of being who you who you are. I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to say all this over the camera. I might have to wait till people come in. <laughs> are y'all catching this? So these are what? Obvious what? Afflictions. Which means you should be able to discern these off the cuff. You should be able to discern these what? You know why we can't discern these off, off the cuff? Because we're dealing with them. And God is trying to break us out of the normative stages of these things. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? We got to learn how to test our own spirit. Remember, we talked about testing the spirit. But you can't test where you don't have the tools. And so we got to get out of this the language of being deep. The language I've been in church, who cares? Can you understand? Can you discern beyond what you are? Are y'all catching what I'm saying? So these are obvious afflictions. This is the list of obvious. There's many more. Now, deeper afflictions is what needs deeper levels of God, deeper levels of, uh, of, of you submitting and surrendering. Why? Because if you don't get... If you don't allow God to cauterize your mind and your, your flesh, you won't discern what you're looking at. 
Most believers can't discern what they're looking at. That's why they get talked out of it. The, the, the demon-possessed man came to worship Jesus. If people who demonize come to worship us, we wouldn't even discern they demonize. We'd be like, amen, sister. Amen, brother. We don't know, we don't know nothing behind those words. So you can't test where you don't have the tools. Are you catching what I'm saying? Now, let me give you a couple of things about deeper, deeper affliction. Number one, you cannot defend what you cannot detect. Can you click that over for me? I'm sorry. You cannot defend what you cannot what? Detect. And you cannot, number two, you cannot detect what you cannot what? Discern. So I can't defend what I can't detect, and I can't detect what I can't de discern. Which means, how can I effectively minister to people if I don't understand the type of what I'm dealing with? Or of the sin that they're wrestling with? Or the level access of open doors that it represents? Are y'all catching this? See, the problem is we get so happy in, 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 in just word, but we got to understand the manifestation is deeper. We can talk about all this stuff, but for you to come into that, the manifestation of what you're talking about, you got to go deeper. Are y'all catching this? So, so you cannot defend what you cannot detect. You cannot detect what you cannot discern. How can you effectively minister to people? If you do not understand the type of sin they are wrestling with or the level of access and open door the sin represents, which means if you can't uh, uh, understand what's, what they're wrestling with, how can you properly minister? And so this is where we're having the problem. Are y'all catching this? Understanding the level of movement that people operate in is vital, okay? Understanding the level of movement is vital, okay? Because number one, you got to understand your own level of movement. The Bible says, test yourself to see if you're in the faith, which means there's a testing, there's a testing mechanism that you should be able to know how. But most of us can't even test ourselves how we can test somebody else. You don't test when your heart is out of, watch this out of whack, but you're testing somebody else's heart. You don't test your attitude, but you're testing somebody else's attitude. You don't test your unforgiveness, but you're testing somebody else's unforgiveness. Are y'all catching this? So when you're dealing with deliverance, you got to know that without levels of discernment, now the obvious ones you should be able to see. But there are, there are some that's not so obvious that you have to go deeper in discernment to say, hey, I hear you, but there's something that you're walking out of. Somebody else will be fooled by your behavior. I see, I see there's something bigger than what you're doing. There's something about how you're moving. I can tell there's something there. There's something in what you're saying that you didn't say before or you wasn't saying, but you're saying now. Are you catching what I'm saying? So you have to be able to detect and discern what you're dealing with. 
Okay? And here's a few, few reasons why. Here are a few reasons why. You can hit the next one. Here's a few reasons why. In eternal condemnation mechanisms, so people deal with what? Internal condemnation what? Mechanisms. The Bible says the law is a tutor. But a lot of times, mature believers are there to help you to stop opposing yourself. Opposing what? Yourself. So a lot of times we oppose ourselves by the law and we don't realize we're doing it. But you can't know you're doing it without being the revealed in the mind of God. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? So we deal with eternal condemnation mechanisms. Uh, B, many believers don't understand levels of sin. And I'm, I'm not going to talk about that tonight. But there are levels of sin. Okay? There are sin unto death. There are sin that's not unto death. Okay? So you got to know the terms. And C, submitted to own assigned level of submission. Most of us are in trouble because we can't discern people's level of submission, which means you spend an hour on the phone with them and you didn't realize they weren't submitted to nobody. You're trying to talk to them on grade. You, you, you talk to them like they're in the ninth grade and they haven't started in first grade. Why? Because you're fooled by the language. You don't have no discernment. So they talk church stuff and you go into a deep conversation and you wasted a whole two hours. Because you can discern that they wasn't in divine order, in divine submission. So no matter what you tell them, even watch this, even if they said amen and understood what you said when they got off the phone, they won't keep it. Because the moratorium over their mind has to stay until they come into divine order. That's why many believers think they're deep. They're really not. They're actually... They can't hold anything. They can might talk it. They're, they're logically intelligent. They're not. Listen, they're not. They're, they're, there's no power behind that. Why? Because they're, they're out of sequence of divine order. So when you're out of the body that he put in the body to stump over serpents and scorpions in the body. Which means there are things that we do because of our connection together. That there's things that we have the uh, liberty, the liberty to do because of our submission. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? So, so you have to realize that when people are submitted to their own assigned level of submission, you have to be able to discern that. Because there are many people that come talking deep stuff. And then I actually I start going deep, a little deeper about where they are and, and find out they don't even go to church. To find out they're not even connected. They don't got no accountability, no accessibility. They, nobody check their doctrine. Nobody check what they think. So you got to realize that God, we are we're intertwined. We're interconnected. The, the, God gave us different gifts, different things. Why? He said, because you can't, you, can't do each, you can't do it alone. You're going to have to do it with each other. So if you don't find each other, guess what? You can't never do what I called you to do. In fact, the world is only going to know that you're mine because of the way you love and connect it with each other. Are y'all catching this? So we got to come into unity, not just uniformity. We got to come into what? Unity. Unity by the spirit, not by the flesh. Don't submit because of his obligation. 
submit because it's eternal value through the spirit. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? Listen, I teach people all the time. You haven't really submitted if you submitted by obligation. You really only submitted if you're submitting by the spirit. Because if you submitted by obligation, it's 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 by contract. It's only when pastors say what you like and when y'all disagree, you're not there. So it's not by the spirit. It's by obligation. Connected to the law. Y'all catching it. So many believers are, are connected in obligation. It makes it makes everything weird. Why? Because everybody got a fake. You got to fake it to make it. But when you're regulated by the spirit, at, listen, it doesn't. That's why many, many people. And, and listen, there's a stage where, listen, there are times men of God go through stuff. That don't mean you just leave. But that's different from somebody abusing, misusing, neglecting something. Does that make sense? That's different when somebody's doctrine went, went west. But sometimes things happen. Does that make sense? And if you submit it by the spirit, you'll know when to stay and when to leave. Amen. So, so these are things that you have to have and understand and have greater levels of discernment into. Amen. Hmm. Go back to that last slide for me. The one before this. So we got to understand what, what level of movement we're dealing with. Okay. Most believers never get past the last and highest level of demonic strategic spiritual war fighters that are specialists in spiritual sins and mortal sins. So you got to realize that you you got to get past the last highest level that you you've learned. That's actually a term that Apostle had, and I put it up there. You you got to get past what he's saying is you got to get past the last level of spiritual competencies that you learn and go deeper. Amen. Now, I want you to go to John 6, 63. And I want to talk about forces that work within you for a second. Forces that work within you. Forces that work where? Within you. Somebody read that for me. Uh-huh. Prophets. Uh-huh. Nothing. Uh-huh. It is the spirit who gives what? It's the spirit what who gives life. Okay? And then he says the flesh profits what? Nothing. The words that I speak to you are what? Spirit, and they are what? Life. So the words that God speaks is spirit and life. And because God is within you, when you speak, it's supposed to be spirit and life. The words you bring are supposed to bring spirit and what? Life. But listen, you can receive either negative or positive life uh, uh, words. And depending on which ones you're reinforcing is the ones you're going to live from. Are y'all catching me? The Bible says in Philippians, let's go to Philippians 1.13. This is not on your, the slides tonight. This is not on the slides. I just want you to go there real quick. 
Philippians 1.13. Somebody read that for me. It is who? God who works in you both to will and to do for who what? For his good pleasure. So it's God who plans the purpose for every believer. Okay. Our responsibility is to discover it and what? Fulfill it. It is God who works. I gave you my notes here. All right. God at work within you. That word work means to be active, efficient, mighty, to energize, empower your life. So it's God's empowerment working within you. Now, don't leave because you, you're gonna, we're going to learn. This has to do with deliverance. You got to understand this before you can understand deliverance. It's God's power that works within you that energizes you, empowers you, okay, to do the will, both the will and the do, for who pleasure? His good pleasure. So God brings forth the what? Energy. He brings forth the power. For his pleasure and his assignment. Are y'all getting this? So when you try to work your own power for your own pleasure, you're going to miss it every time. Are y'all catching me? So it's his power that energizes you for his pleasure. Are y'all getting this? So God wants us to fulfill that, and, and it's by the spirit of God. Now, that spirit, remember, how many of you remember what we talked about two Wednesdays ago when we talked about what prayer really is, about faith really is? Faith is what? The substance of things that are what? Hope for and the evidence of things that are not seen, which means I enter into substance. I'm not in substance. Watch it. I'm not in faith until there's substance. So I'm trying to work to get into faith. But many believers call the working toward faith, faith. But it's not faith until you have substance. It's not faith until substance is revealed. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? So these are greater levels that you have to understand because for you to to. to the same way there is greater levels of God in faith. Can faith grow? Okay, if faith can grow, faith can also be what? Diminished. So if faith can grow, that means the more you grow in faith, the more you can do. Is that true? Didn't the Bible say if you have greater faith? He talked about people who had great faith. And then he, he, he even, he, he set the, the, the uh, he made distinctions. He'll say, if you have such as little faith as a mustard seed, watch this, you can move that mountain. Wait. So now what he's setting, um, he's setting different demographics of faith. So if he's setting different demographics, he's trying to let you know that there's different levels that can take care of different things. Y'all better stay with me here. We're talking about deliverance. But that means that most of us can't take care of the deeper devils because we don't have those levels. You can take care of the obvious ones. But there are deeper ones. That you got to go deeper with. 
Are y'all catching what I'm saying? I got so much stirred up in me. I'm so I'm I I, I, I so much that I want to say, but I feel like I can't say it until I get this done. We are joined to the Spirit of God. Our spirit is with Him. All right. So I, our spirit is conjoined with God's spirit, and He energizes us to do the will and the do. You know, most of our problem is we keep trying to do the will and the do in our own strength. So we're not using the grace that we're supposed to use for where we're called to. Most of us Kevin, haven't even entered into, uh, tapped into neither. You haven't learned that grace. Why? Because you haven't learned faith correctly. And if you haven't learned faith correctly, it's impossible for you to have been using the grace that's been allocated to you. Let me give you an example. If you are only using, I'm not going to go there. I, you know, I don't want to offend because my, my goal is not to offend, but I want y'all to hear what I'm saying. If you're not using grace beyond your normal work hours, you haven't learned what real faith is. If you're not using See, see, the problem is most of us are woe out to even do things of God. So it proves that there's something wrong with our sight. There's something wrong with our understanding because the grace that you have supposed to actually make you a star in the level that you're in. Which means you have enough to move some stuff. Say that with me. I have enough. To move some stuff. But I have to learn, watch this, how to make my commitment and understand the cost. Because some of us are not willing according to the cost yet. And we'll talk about what the cost is. Are y'all catching this? So number one, the things that work in you, forces that work in you. Number one, I want to talk about forces that work in you. Number one, it's God's spirit that works in us, number one. Number two, you can hit the next slide for me. Other forces that work in us, uh, the Bible says, uh, Romans 7, 13, but sin, that, but sin that it might appear sin working death in me. So working through work. So he's saying sin can work in you. Are y'all catching this? He's saying sin can work you. Romans 7, 5. For when we were in the flesh, sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in my members to bear fruit to death. So there, there it go. Indigo. Indigo. To energize, to arouse into activity. So sin or the powers of the air can actually energize you in negative energies or influences and bring. That's why you feel, watch this. That's why you feel depressed. That's why the inner, there was, listen, there are times, there was weight. Have you ever felt this? There's like a weight on you. And as soon as somebody either said something or you got enlightened or something, the weight lifted. Now, what was that energy that was on your back? So there is something that comes up on you that energizes the feelings that you have. Somebody say we, we're dealing with spiritual things. 
I, I don't, I, you know what? I really feel we're going to have to pray a little more to, to really dig some of this stuff. So I'm going to stay surface. There, there are, there are, are y'all catching it? You, you see, there are, this is us. We, we're more spiritual than natural. But we spend more time talking about the natural stuff and we don't understand the spiritual realms. So those things that come up on you, those are spiritual things. And you got to keep your spirit up in him to keep it off. Casting down arguments. Now, who's talking of you arguing? <laughs> I'm going to say that again. You're casting down arguments. Let me ask you something. Who's talking? Which means somebody's talking. And remember, there's no voice without what? Significance. So you make those the voices that's talking without you act like it's no severe. Oh, I'm my mind just running. No, huh? These are some real thought processes that's keeping you in bondage of where you are. And because you have lost the battle and you've not, you got tired of, of casting them down and putting the word of God and replacing it with the word of God. Now you look at your life and say, why am I here? But you didn't realize you have become a reflection of what you've been reinforcing. Uh, I'm, I'm saying a lot here. Are y'all all right with this? You're a reflection of what you are what? Reinforcing. So the argument, which means to argue, there got to be two parties fighting. <laughs> All right. So the energy is going to come for the one that you submit to. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? All right. Mm. We're moving fast, I know, because we got to get out of here. So sin can work in you. Are y'all catching this? Sin can work in you. It can energize things in you that that you, 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 you're not aware of. But thanks be the God that we can overcome those things. Amen? So those, those, that's one force that works in us. Number two, you can hit the next slide. Evil spirits can work in you. Evil spirits can work in you. Good to see you, sis. I'm sorry you had to walk in on evil spirits. Hallelujah. What an introduction. <laughs> I just walked in the church and he talking about evil spirits. Maybe I'm in the wrong. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So number one, sin, the Bible says sin works in us. And then he says evil spirits can work in us. Ephesians 2, 2. In which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince and the power of the air, that spirit now works in the children of what? This spirit works in the what? Children of disobedience, which means that disobedience is a reflective of the spirit that is working in them. So you argue with the spirit like you... You argue with flesh, not realizing it's not about what you're arguing, and it's, you don't realize it's a spirit. That's why the Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers in unseen realms. But because we can't observe the lower level, 
what we were talking about, afflictions, we go right to flesh battle. Did you need a pen? No, you're fine. There's one on that table back there. You get what I'm saying? You always retreat to flesh battles where you can't discern the spirit. Write that down if you need to. You will always retreat to flesh battles where you can't discern the spirit. So most of us are still angry with people because we can't discern the spirit. Most of us are still, watch this, you're angry at people because you can't discern the spirit. Can I go a little deeper on this one? That is including your family. That's including that father that, that might have not been there or have been there. That's including that mother that might have been there or not been there. You, if you can't discern the spirit, you're going to keep me being mad at them. Because your expectations of them will always overrule what was actually working in them to even reveal to you. So it was actually impossible for them to give you what you're expecting. God. But you allowed that yoke to abundance and affliction to stay on your life. That's why you respond in the way you do. Now, remember, we're in the course of deliverance. I, I pray this blessing you. Uh, we're getting some comments back then, uh, 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 Jimmy. I pray this is blessing somebody. Come on, sometime I, I, you, you got to awaken it because if you don't, I'm, I'm, it'll shut, I'll shut down. Are y'all catching it? See, the, the problem is, it's your observation of what you are, what are you looking at? Or why are you still offended at what can't even give you what you're looking for? Are y'all catching this? So you got to realize that evil spirits, watch this, work in the sons of disobedience, the spirit that works in the children of disobedience, okay? According to the prince and the power of the air. That means they're swim, they're swayed by any wave and wind of doctrine. Are you catching me? Remember, there I go again. The spirit that works in the go, energized, arouse to work, to activity. So when, when that spirit that want to kill people and that spirit that want to fight, you ever had a, you wanted to fight somebody, you know what that was? Now be careful if you raise your hand too high tonight. Amen. Come on, it, 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 listen, it'll hit us all, some quicker than others. Why you want to jump on their head so quick? It's a root of disobedience, of submission to the identity of the Christhood of what you said you're called to. Wow. So you want to beat them to the white meat show, not knowing that God just, God just saw you as a murderer. You don't even have to kill him. You just thought of it. I looked at you as a murderer. Thanks be to God for his grace, huh? Are y'all catching this? So we talk about levels of deliverance. Well, you know, this church should be full getting this stuff. You know, people don't know this stuff. These are the basics. And, and so you got to realize 
that the adversary uses disobedience to energize his people, to energize people in bondage. And the, the, the activity of the attitude that we're talking about, that they operate in. But we don't perceive that as a spirit. Listen, every spirit don't come out the same. Let, let's go here. Because I, I think we think because just because people are not swallowing on the floor, people are not, you know, saying something crazy that they didn't have a spirit. That's not true. Spirits can lift off with no observation, but that person know something happened. Spirits can lift off through coughing. It can lift off through yawning. It can lift off through um, different expressions. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? So you, 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 when, you, when you've learned spirit teaching, you start understanding how, how these things work. Okay, so evil spirits energize you to do things that you're not supposed to or called to do. Amen. Until you get a greater energy to override that energy, you'll never overcome it. Until you get a greater authority over that power, you'll never overcome it. Are y'all catching this? Now, remember, we talked about you can self-deliver or you can deliver others. But if you self-deliver, that means you're going to learn how to be honest with yourself really, really good. You're going to come to the break. You're going to come to every breaking point by yourself. Amen. All right. I don't feel to go there. So I, I, I want to give you guys a couple of principles of power before we get out of here. A couple of principles of power. And we might do an exercise depending on the, the, the time we have. The principles of power. I want you to go to Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. Are y'all learning something tonight? Acts 1.8. Somebody read that for me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. But you shall receive power when what? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, the Holy Spirit came upon you for what? Read the next one. Ah, so Holy Spirit came upon to be a what? Oh, so Holy Spirit didn't come for you to be self-sufficient. Only in yourself. Now, there's a Holy Spirit that's within and there's the Holy Spirit that comes upon. There's a Holy Spirit that's within that's for you. That's for you to build. That's for you to come into character, conduct, communication. That's for you to learn how to walk with God, talk with God, be led by the Spirit. That's you. That's where self-anointing, that's where you can become anointed yourself. That's where the laying on of hands come in because you've learned to build your spirit, man, to a point where God built you in power within you. But there is a power that can come upon you for the work of the ministry. That's why in the, watch this, in the last days, Jesus will say, many will say, didn't I do cast out devils in your name? Didn't I, yeah, 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 yeah. How did they do that in his name without power? Because what did he say? 
I don't know. So how did they do powerful stuff outside of knowing him? There is a power that comes upon for the work of the ministry, which means you don't. <laughs> which means God will anoint you for the people, even though he's not happy with you. Number one, you know, this is make it makes it hard because each one of these need a whole section by themselves. Because this is what make it hard for me. Now, I want you to understand something. Understand something. Number one, the body of Christ have not gotten this. The Bible says the gifts and callings are without what? Repentance, which means you don't even have to be clean to use them. So many believers are masquerading as what's holiness that's not necessarily holiness is actually righteousness. See, I got to explain that. <laughs> Are y'all catching me? The Bible said the gifts and callings. Uh, see, I was using this sermon in the world. I didn't even know it. I'm, I, I, God has graced me with the spirit of discernment. But I didn't know I was using it in the world. I was good at it, too. I thought I was a hitch or somebody. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But I didn't see you didn't. But believers don't realize the gifts and callings, which means somebody can be a cusser and come prophesy to you. If they master, watch this, certain arenas of God. It doesn't mean they're approved by God. But how many of you know that person with one church in America may have 10 platforms because they did something that church folk not used to. So we masquerade that one person don't even know what they really believe behind the scene. Who they really are behind the scene. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? Mm, I got 10 minutes. So you got to understand the gifts and callings are without what? Repentance. So stop saying, well, God, you're taking my purpose. No, 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 no. The problem is you just haven't exercised it long enough. It's still there. Are you catching what, my, what I'm saying? All right. I got to move on there. We'll do a teaching on that. So you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be what? My witnesses. Which means the power that comes upon you is to witness. But most of you don't leave the house with no power when you're trying to go. All right. Hallelujah. So the power, the dunamis is supernatural power and ability. The dunamis is what? That word is dunamis. It's supernatural power and ability. The problem is, have you allowed God to use the supernatural power and ability in you to do what you're called to do on earth? Well, the Bible says they're, they're waiting for the sons of God to rise up. The manifestation of the sons of God. We only can manifest what we are in God if we can learn that dunamis. That power that comes from on high. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody say distinctions. But you got to know how to set distinctions. You got to know where you are. Know where you are before you can discern somebody else. Most of the thing I want to talk about cost and I I'm, I'm keep trying to get out of it. But I think I'm going to talk about it. No, I'm not. I don't have time. 
most of the things you got to realize that you can never enter into unless God sees the willingness for it in you. Which means you're not, watch this, watch this. You're not willing to pay the, the price. Which means you're not willing, to, 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 you don't know the cost. Let me tell you a cost. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Y'all ready? I'm going to go off trip for a second. Watch this. Because we got to understand this stuff. All right? He said, we prayed and we've been ca we, we couldn't cast out this devil. Jesus said, this kind. Which means there's a what? A kind. This kind only come up but by what? Prayer and Fasting. Why pray and fasting? Because God saw that they were praying, but they wasn't. They didn't realize there's a call, there is a greater cost to be the boss in this level. Wow. I, I did want to go here, but y'all make me go here. Uh, find the scripture. I want you to find the scripture. God does not deny a, a broken heart, contrite spirit. Find it for me, real quick. Ah, because you see, you, you move me into sacrifice because I want you to understand something. I want to do sacrifice next week, but I, I really feel that you all need to understand this. Find that scripture for me. Let's see. Psalm 51, 17. Read that for me. Stop right there. Verse 17 says what? The sacrifices of God is what? Wait, wait, wait. Before we even go there, understand he's saying there's a sacrifice. But you know, I ain't got to sacrifice nothing. You know, a grace. In Listen, the problem is you can only come into the things of God as much as you have sacrificed you. Present your body as a. A living sacrifice. So when Jesus paid for you, watch this. He died and he rose to give you life, but you trade life. You trade a debt for your life. So he came, watch this, watch this. He came to bring a life where you think you have life, but it's really death. I, we, we might have to have a week of prayer to really go into these things. <laughs> Are y'all catching? See, because Jesus paid the price. The cost was great. Watch this. But the cost was pain. See, we don't understand what pain really is because we're still talking about our bills. The Bible says they're going to hate you because they hated me. Why did they hate him? Because of who he was. He was the truth. The world don't like the truth. So the, 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 the sacrifice or the burden of God wasn't even about your personal express, expressions. It was about what you're walking in. And by default, they're going to hate you because of who you're walking into. Or what you're walking in. Are y'all catching this? So, so, so. 
the sacrifices of God is what? A broken heart. Excuse me, a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Now, what many don't understand is you have become one with God's spirit. But the problem is you keep trying to vent it to your own. You ever did something, watch this, you ever did something and you didn't really want to do it, but you allowed your, your spirit to submit because you knew, watch this, you knew the, the price at the end of that cost. You, you, you paid, watch this, you, you, you paid the price. It was a great cost. It cost a lot, but you knew what was in at the end of it. So you allowed your spirit to break. Because you didn't do what you wanted to do. But you did what he told you to do. What else he say? A broken heart. A contrite heart. A contrite heart, he's saying is, you're, you're allowing your heart to stay submitted. Even though your heart want to go out and do what it used to do. Which means you, you're feeling the urge. Sometimes you, you feel that yawn like, God, it, it, God, the, my being want to do something, but my heart is broken because I know that you love. I know, you, you see, that's a contrite heart. See, we got to understand these definitions. He said, I won't despise these. Why? Because it's showing that you're willing to, pay, to count the cost. I won't despise that, which means there are certain things you'll never enter into until you're ready to pay the price. But the price is not carnal. The price is you releasing all of, more of you so he can come in. I, you know, I don't think people really understand this, this thing. I, I might have to do a whole thing. Are y'all catching this? Allah bloko satai. Which means healing is at the door. Deliverance is at the door. Breakthrough is at the door. The problem is you're using your own tactics, your own submission, your own way of getting things done and doing things because you don't understand the weight of the spirit. You don't understand weighty things of the, the spirit. Somebody say weight in the spirit. I got to say this. Y'all pushing me too much now. Mm -mm, mm -mm, I'm not going there. Hallelujah. Let, let's finish this. Let's stay with the word. So I want you to understand that, that God has given us the power to do what he called us to do. God will never tell you to do something that he didn't release the power to do. Are y'all catching me? The problem is, will you are you willing to come into that power? Or, watch this. Are you willing to count the cost for the price of that power? Are you willing to count the cost for the what? The price of that breakthrough. 
See, you know what you know what we're battling right right now? Grace. Now, let me ask you something. How many churches are operating in these? You know, I can't count them on my hand. You know why? We don't understand this. We talk it, but we don't understand it. It's interesting. Watch this. How witches and warlocks understand this. Do you know they're still robbing kids, sacrificing? It's a false idol, false, but they understand the principles of They'll even fast. They'll be on the same plane with you, fasting. Because they understand realms of the spirit to get certain powers and abilities that's not of God, but it's inherent in the spirit realm. All right, I'm going too deep now. Let me back up. Are y'all catching this? So you got to realize there's a cost. That was needed for that price to be paid. See, the problem is when you don't understand the price, you, you, you make the cost cheap. You cheapen what you're supposed to walk in. So you're making the decisions of what you want to do. Yeah. Let me, hallelujah. Go, go here and we'll stop here. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Go to 1 Thessalonians 2.13. So the biggest thing I want you to understand is the word of God. You got to get familiar with the word of God and allow your heart to be connected. Watch this. In that word and learning to build yourself up in the word of God. The word is spirit and it is what? Life. Which means you need spirit and you need life. How do you get spirit and you get life? You need the what? Word. The word of God. Now, the word of God comes in twofold. There is the word that comes by logos and there's the word that comes by rhema. You need the logos and the rhema. They conjoin together. You can't do one without the other because you can have zeal without knowledge or you can be uh, uh, knowledgeable and have no zeal because you don't got no power. So you got to realize that you need the logos and the Rhema word, which means without any of that, you cannot manifest what God is calling you. In fact, the Bible says without the rhema, you can read the logos, but the logos is supposed to point to the rhema. The Bible says the word without the spirit is what? Dead. The Bible said they read the scriptures thinking it gives them eternal life and, and, and they found out it didn't. It was supposed to point to the person of eternal life. Which means the word of God supposed to energize the life of God in you. The word of God supposed to energize the what? The life of God in you. And you can only, watch this, manifest that life if you've agreed with that word. And I'm not talking about mental assent agreement. I'm talking about you've coming into you've come into that word. You came into faith. Yeah. Believers don't have a problem talking deep. You have a problems living deep. Yeah, that's very I believe God is building sustainable, sustainable warriors. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. 
Now, watch this. Somebody read uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians. Um, actually, read verse 1, 2 through 13. Not 2 through 13. I'm sorry. Let me see here. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 2. Thessalonians 2. 2. I want you to read 2, 12 through 13. Mm. Yeah, you can stop right there. That you walk worthy of the of, of worthy of God who called you into his own kingdom and glory. Now, what do you mean by walk worthy if there's no distinction? Because you just got grace, right? Oh, but how do well, I just got grace? I just use grace for everything. What do you mean by walking worthy? Are you catching what I'm saying? For this reason, we also thank God without season because you are you have received the word of God, which you heard from who? who? From us. You welcome it, not as the word of what? Men, but as in the truth, the word of God, which also effectively works. There go that work again. What that word mean? Energizes. It means what? Energo. Energizes you. In you who believe. Which means, watch this. Most of us are lacking what we need because we don't have an ear to hear anymore. All right. I know we learned that last week. Are y'all catching this? So are you welcoming the words that I'm giving you as mere men? This is why we haven't understood. Let me tell you something. We've been hearing mere men words too long. So we've gotten so comfortable with it, it's familiar. So when you're hearing the word of the spirit, you can you feel that manifestation, but you fall asleep because you you clock out thinking it's a mere men word. That's why Paul said, I didn't come with the, I didn't want to hear the excellence of speech of man wisdom in the testimonies of God. What do we mean by the testimonies of God? What is this called? The Bible It's called the testament. What are you saying? I didn't want to hear a testimony. I don't want you to talk wisely. I didn't want to hear it no more. I want to see a manifestation of the power. See, we only know how to talk good, but we don't have no manifestation. I'm not a preacher that care about how good you talk. I want to know, do you have something behind what you're about to say? Until we learn as a body to come with something behind what we say, we're going to stop being so amazed by intellectuals and artillists to, to, to tell us what we like to hear. Can you manifest what God is saying? Now, we're talking about deliverance. You cannot deliver what you don't have no understanding of. Why? Because you've intellectually went to sleep. You run from the real problem, but you love. All right. Are y'all catching this? This is why the Bible says the word. Watch this. Watch it. This is the danger. The word which they heard did not profit them because it wasn't mixed with what? Faith. And those who heard it. The Bible says the word they heard, not up here, the word they heard uh, 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 did not what? Profit them because it wasn't mixed with the faith that they needed to, for the manifestation. Are y'all catching this? I, I'm going to give you, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. I want to give you three principles 
that I, it's going to help you understand. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you four things that's going to help you conjoin your relationship, cooperate with the Holy Spirit, and increase His working in your life. How many of you want more weight in the Spirit? How many of you know that you can't get the weight of the yokes broken off of your life without greater weight of the Spirit? See, that's why I can't wait till the next week, because this is what I really want to talk about. We can't talk about this without that. Because until you understand there are weights in the spirit, there are greater gains in the spirit, there are levels in the spirit. But most of us can't test where our spirit is because we're not sensitive or vulnerable enough to get there. So we don't know even the what did we talk about, the obvious what afflictions. Why, 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 why believers can't even detect the obvious ones because you're not in touch with where you're supposed to be in touch with. You're not in touch with the spirit. You're not in touch with the heart. You're not in touch with your heart. You're not in touch with where you are. Are y'all catching me? We're going to do an exercise. I'm going to give you these four things. I'm going to do an exercise real quick because I want to show you something. How do I co cooperate with the Holy Spirit and increase his working in my life? Number one. Number one. Uh, you know what? Let me read this real quick before I go there. Ephesians 3.16. Go there real quick. Ephesians 3.16. Let me show you this scripture. It'll make more sense. Ephesians 3.16. Somebody read that for me. Mm. Actually, keep going. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That you being rooted Amen. You know what I was looking for right here, verse 20. That's what I was looking for. Uh huh. Ah, key. According to the energy that works with in who? Also, oh, it's not no more in God because He lives in us. He said, "Listen, that you be rooted. Watch this, and grounded in love." So that the manifestation of him can come out. Hey, uh, I hope y'all catching this. You keep praying for God to come down to power you. But the Bible says the kingdom of God is within you. So the problem is you're not searching within enough for him to come outside of you for the power that works within you. So when you're not in touch with you, you can't be in touch with nobody else. I'm done. Are y'all catching this? Mm. Number one, how do you grow more in the spirit? 
Number one, you got to learn to build your spirit, man, by speaking in tongues. But you don't you pray natural until you get a tongue. You can keep praying by you. Let, let me tell you, let me say something about tongues. Some t people, you, 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 you just go into tongues. Sometimes you got to learn how to build your spirit, man, first. God hears you. With, with Listen, he can still hear you with your natural words. You know what he's really hearing? Your heart. In fact, the Bible says when you don't know what to pray for, the spirit, watch this, give the intercession, intercedes for you with groanings, which means it was through your cry that he heard you. So some of us over spiritualize what God just wanted was with your heart. So if you can't even start there, you can't, you're not going to start in the tongues of the spirit that you need to. Are y'all catching that? Number two. Practice praise and gratitude. Psalm 69, 30 says, I will praise the name of the Lord with a song. I will. Psalm 69, uh, 30. Yes. The lack of gratitude and honor creates disrespect. And, and you actually prevent the Holy Spirit movement. This honor causes a discharge or a disconnect from Holy Spirit moving. What did I say it was? Dishonor. See, most people don't realize why God is not, they, they sense God not speaking or they sense God not moving because they have so much stuff that's still against people. They have so much stuff that's still against others and they're not honest about where they are. And so they're praying out of an obligationary prayer. And the Bible says the prayer of the right standing righteous, if they'll it much, which means if you can't be honest about what you get as if God don't know in the first place, you're not you're, you're actually trying to get something out of his hand without him. So you're trying to use him. And he want to get you not use you. He want he wants you. He just wants you. He's not even saying you got to call everybody back. Like, like He didn't tell you. He said, number one, I just want you to be honest. Can you just be honest? You praying on somebody else and you need to be praying on you. It's so interesting that believers think that they can pray on somebody else without their own heart being in, in right standing. That is a very interesting thing to me. You, you, you don't pray about somebody else if you still don't have the perspective of God about them. Or you're trying to work to believe the perspective of God about them. No, you got to come into the perspective of God about them and then you can pray for, pray for them. But some of us haven't even entered into the perspective of God for them. You're working on it, but that don't mean you got there. And you're so busy worrying about them, but in your heart, it's telling the truth about how you see them. So you're still a murderer, but you're trying to talk as if you love them. And it's proven when you go talk to them. All right, let me. Are y'all catching this? I'm, I'm way out of time. Number uh, three. You got to learn how to tune into the Holy Spirit voice. Remember, there is no voice. We learned this Sunday. There is no voice without significance. You got to learn to tune in to Holy Spirit. The Bible says, he who, this is Galatians 5, 6, Galatians 5, 6. He who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or the hearing of faith? 
So you got to learn how to have the word of hearing through faith. You're catching this. And number what five? Four. It's the last one. You got to give voice to the word of God. Give voice to the word of God. Give voice to it, which means you got to act upon what God is saying. Grab the faith and move in it. I'm going to stop right there. And you know what? I'm not going to do it tonight because I just don't feel led to do it. But I'm going to just give an example. In fact, we are. We will do a little sample of it. Stand up real quick. Stand to your feet. All right. Now, I, we're going to pray. Okay. We're going to pray. And, and, and I'm going to stop you. And, and I want you to start sensing where you are. Because the spirit of God is there. He didn't leave because you, you don't feel you are. He's there. But you got to learn how to sense him. Okay. So let, let's build our spirits for one minute. Ready? Go. I thank you, Lord God. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. I love you, Jesus. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your glory. Come on. If you're online, you can do this exercise also. It's time to learn how to sense the spirit of God and walk in the deliverance, walk in the ways of God. So I want you to take a time for a minute. We're going to build our spirit in Jesus' name. Come on, you have access. You have access. Number one, you got to learn how to know Jesus died for you. So in the building of your spirit, stop looking at who you are and what you've done and come into thankfulness of what he's already done. Thank you, oh God. Come on, there you go. Let, let that weight come off of your back. Come on, lift your hands to him. Tell him I left, I let it go. Let it go. Stop looking at you. Come on, he said I've died for you. It's the love of God that leads you to repentance. He's not here to whip you. He's not here to beat you. He wants you to come into him, the knowledge of him. Hey God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rama katala broko sotai. Shandala broko sotai. Lindele bekustatai. Rama kandele bekustai. Come on, one more minute. Shendele miande. God, we love you. We thank you, oh God. Roma Mashandai. Lendere Bikaya. Sandele Be Krusta. Hallelujah. All right, turn it down for me just for a second. Come here, sis. Come stand right here for me. Klabrambasai. Give me your hand here. When you build your spirit, okay? When I lay hands, you if I just touch her right here, 
Number one, I want you to be sensitive to God. So you be sensitive to the spirit of God. Get out of, you got to walk out of your flesh. You are a vessel. You are what? A vessel. So what you do, you, you've now, she have surrendered. She's in a posture of surrender. So if I'm praying, there is girt in me. And I want you to just be sensitive. But if I'm sensitive and I'm praying in the spirit, in myself, I might not even have to say words. But I can be releasing to her. Jesus. And there is a flow that comes from me into her. And we pray that it break right now in Jesus name. So God, I want you to listen. God will dig into them, a person. Why? He loved them. He's there for them. And we declare today that every bondage, every yoke be destroyed right now. Jesus. Lift your hands. You're going to feel the flow of God. Lift your hands. There's already a flow. Come stand behind the men of God. I want you to be sensitive. No, there are times you wait on God. And God will empower you to release to them. So there's a flow of love that comes upon it. Jesus. Feel right now, God. In Jesus' name. We thank you for her life. We thank you for her strength, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There will always be a release. There will always be a release with the Spirit of God leading. Where there's no hindrance. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. There you go. There you go. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. Sandelebruku Satai. So. As she worships, she can continue to worship him. As she continue to worship, the Holy Spirit wants to fill us to release. But if you're not empty, you will hinder the moving of God through you. So I'm going to pray for everyone tonight.
Father, I'm not going to even touch her. God is touching her. God is removing yokes. God is removing generational pain. God is removing hurt and pain. You've been crying out asking God, when is this going to break? You've been asking God, when am I going to come out of this? God is saying, I'm breaking it now. Let go and let him. Hallelujah. Receive him. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we submit tonight. We break every yoke of bondage that's been resting. That's been resting on her life, God. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray for you. And if you're online, I want you to pray. God is going to send a breakthrough in you that you can break through in your life. So, Father, right now, right now, receive your healing. Receive your touch of God. Right now. Father, we surrender. I pray greater levels of surrender and hunger. Receive right now. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, the yoke is being destroyed. Rabba Kandele Be Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank God. We thank you, Lord. We're going to continue to worship here. I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you for every soul under the sound of my voice. We thank you for the breaker anointing tonight. We thank you for the breakthrough anointing tonight. We thank you for the energizing of our spirit tonight. That we may come into the manifestation of who you are. To know you, God, is our hope and glory. We need you, God. And we thank you for what you are and what you're doing in us. Move, God. Speak, Holy Ghost. And we give you the praise, honor, and glory.
I declare deliverance and freedom tonight. Liberty. Strength. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. I want you to hear me. There are things that God wants you to walk into. But the problem is, you've got to be willing to pay a price. And what is the price? This is the price. Listen to me. You know what the reason why God demands our money? Because it's close. He said, listen, money is a mammon. It's a power. It's, it's, a, it's something that is a master. And there are things, it might not be money, but there are masters that are over our life. That God is saying, if you're willing to count the cost and let go of that master, I'm going to come more boldly in your life. I want to come weightier in the spirit realm in you. But you've got to be willing to give up what you're attached to. You've got to be willing to give up what you belong to and come into the knowledge of the love of what I really am to you. For I am love. I am God. I came to give you a hope in the future. I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Don't get it twisted. I didn't come to mess up your life. I came to give you life. So, Father, we thank you for the life that's been released tonight. And we receive it right now. Now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us tonight. And we will see you Sunday. God bless.